Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Empire. The athlete's body has a mountain of data. Just trying to condition coaches would see that some athletes have done less than, some, than somebody else, and you know we would automatically jump to the fact that well maybe that person's not thin enough. Or if it's a sports medicine person, we would see, well, this person ran more than this person. Maybe they're at risk of fatigue. What we learned was that, that that's not what the data was telling us. That's Stephen Smith, CEO and co-founder of Kitman Labs, who is at the edge of learning the how and why of performance. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Wearables and modern technology have helped teams train better and athletes maximize their potential, but the learning curve remains steep, and Stephen Smith is here to help continue that education. Our guest this week is the CEO and co-founder of Kitman Labs, Stephen Smith, whose company just acquired a world-class athlete electronic health record system, which will help them manage athletes health and boy do we need that in this day and age hi steven how are you nice to nice to have you with us hey bram great to be here um tell me a little bit before we get into the acquisition itself kitman labs give me the background what have you guys been doing how long do we have um, well, I, uh, I suppose um yeah my, my background um is in sports medicine right so you know i, I suppose both the it's relevant for, for both the backstory and the, the acquisition that you, you want to talk about. But um, I spent my entire career working in professional sport um, prior to starting this company. And I suppose at the, at the time I was working with pretty innovative side by global sports standards, but also trying to, a team that was trying to, to set trends within European sport and European rugby. Um, back in 2008, we actually became the first Northern Hemisphere team of any sport to use wearable sensors on athletes. And, you know, we weren't doing it just because we wanted to be different. We were doing it because we wanted to really understand how do we individualize our management of our athletes and how do we improve the way, you know, we, we care for them. We look at performance. We manage like every aspect of what they were doing so that we can make better decisions for them. And, you know, on top of like, you know, using the wearable sensors, we were collecting a huge amount of data from psychological profiles of the athletes, biomechanical um, profiles of the athletes, strength profiling, fitness profiling, um, you know, sleep and recovery data. And, you know, you name it, we were collecting it. And I think very quickly into, you know, if, once we got past the excitement of having so much information, we really realized that we had so much data and so much information, we really didn't know what it meant. Mm. And I think... That was, that's kind of what led us down the path of where, where we're at today. 
Um, take me through um, that learning process of you have this mountain of data and you're trying to make sense of it and trying to then educate your clients and the athletes themselves on how to, whatever it is, better train, better sleep, whatever it may be to help for their health and their performance. What was that education process like for you? Yeah, well, I think at the start, it's full of excitement, right? It's um I'm trying to solve this problem, you know, let's say we were looking at specific injuries and trying to identify patterns, but, you know, we would look back on a specific injury and we would see something in the data. We would see that, oh, look, there was a huge spike in accelerations just prior to that happening. And I think the first thing that you do in that scenario is you jump to conclusions, right? <laughs> you jump in and say, wow, it must have been that spike in accelerations that caused that. Caused that. And then I think as you start to get further into it, you realize, well, hey, what if we looked at every spike in acceleration and started to see, okay, well, you know, what happens at every spike in acceleration? And actually for the other 99 previous spikes in acceleration, there's no injury. And then you start to realize, huh, maybe that wasn't what led to it. And I think what happened within our scenario was all of the different kind of uh, personas or roles. So, you know, whether you're the strength and conditioning coach, whether you're the, you know, the sports medicine practitioner, Etc. You were everybody was trying to use the data to support the you know the, the most important aspects for them, which is which is fine, right? But what we would have is we would have debates internally about the strength and conditioning coaches would see that some athlete has done less than some than somebody else, and you know we would automatically jump to the fact that well maybe that person's not thin enough, or if it's a sports medicine person, we would see well this person ran more than this person, maybe they're at risk of fatigue, and really <clears throat> what we learned was that. That, that's not what the data was telling us. The data was basically giving us a description of what happened. And oftentimes that was, that was the, the output of tactical decisions or a drill design or how the opposition played, et cetera. It was just telling us what happened. It wasn't, a, wasn't, it wasn't a, like essentially an assessment of somebody's capabilities. Hmm. And, and what we really needed to understand was, well, how are the athletes responding to what we're doing with them? And that was when the penny really started to drop for us. Um, let me, um, let me ask you about something you actually just mentioned that I haven't heard someone actually say, and maybe it's more commonplace than I know when you talk about wearables and getting all this data and using it to help performance and recovery or whatever it may be, you mentioned things like sleep and recovery and training and load management and all these type of things that we hear about in this realm. You set a psychological profile too. Um, how have wearables helped create that roadmap for you? Yeah, well, I think, listen, wearables don't really play too, too much into the psychological aspect, but the psychology of, of human beings has been proven from a medical and scientific perspective to be um, hugely important in like hundreds and thousands of research studies. And just a really simple example, <clears throat> when, when human beings are stressed, and we know that a phenomenon called peripheral narrowing occurs. So when stress occurs, basically your peripheral vision is narrowed, meaning that you, you do not see things to the same extent that you would huh. in, in a normal course of events. And also what we know is that coordination, fine motor control, and reaction times are all slowed. So let's think about that in the context of sports. You're in this high-velocity scenario with you know, contact, potential contact with other athletes, trying to catch a ball, trying to land, trying to twist, trying to turn. And there's finally these fine moments where somebody else is coming at you and you have to react, but you can't, you can't respond the same. 
it makes total sense that like stress and and you know things like that will could have a huge impact on determining what the outcome of those really really high velocity high impact potential moments yeah. are so so you're figuring out who's clutch who's able to handle the high leverage moments absolutely so it like it, you know, I, I suppose what, where, where we're going, like uh, across a couple of these different pieces that we've just spoken about, is that it's a culmination of all of these pieces that are going to give us, like, that are going to help us under, understand what's happening. Yeah. Right? It's going to help us to understand what's, what's meaningful, and especially in those clutch moments. Um, okay. So, you know, you were where you started, and then you had this mountain of data, and then you're learning yourself how to implement it, how to make it work for you. Uh, are there any specific type of success stories that have kind of come out of this to this point where you're saying like, Hey, we have helped this athlete or groups of athletes deal with things differently because of what we've learned about their bio data. Yeah. So I think the way that we look at that is like empowering practitioners to make great decisions. Right. And the reality is, you know, it'd be great for people like me, founders of technology companies to come on here and take the plaudits for all of the improvements that teams see. <laughs> but the reality is that's not fair, right? <clears throat> me coming here and telling you, hey, we reduced the injury profile by X team 50%, 60%, 70%. The reality is we, we don't reduce those profiles by, by any percentage. We provide information that allow practitioners to make fantastic decisions. And they're the ones that, that you know, create the success. So success for us essentially is, providing uh, like experts in the field with tools to be able to handle the masses of data that they're dealing with day to day. And just to put that into context, right? When we started the company and first came out, most teams that we were working with were providing us with about 95,000 data points per athlete per year. Today, most teams are providing us in excess of 2.5 million data points per athlete per year. As you think about that for, you know, a football team like, like the one that you're, you're, you're working with kind of week in, week out, you know, there's 53 athletes that they're collecting two and a half million data points on every day. Yeah. And if they're trying to individualize the decisions for those athletes, how do they find which one of those 2.5 million data points on each individual athlete is the, are the right pieces of information that are going to allow them to understand what is the perfect blend of load and recovery and how should they alter their program for that person to ensure that they, they like maximize their potential in the game this weekend? and that they stay healthy, like that's, you know, it's a near on impossible task. It's so hard. And it's one of the reasons, quite frankly, why we have seen in this industry over the last like 10 years that like this mentality of like everybody searching for a silver bullet. You know, as um, I so appreciate your honesty and I so appreciate that you're not going to be a snake oil salesman here. Um, but I, I would offer that you, if you take a little more credit, I don't know how much value that is for your company. So, you know, just uh, there's a toggle there for sure that I'm yeah, sure yeah. you've well, thought I, about. Our, our, obviously, listen, we, we have numerous teams who have been able to go and create a huge amount of success, right? And right. There's a reason why, you know, every year for the last like three, four years, we've been doubling the number of teams that have been working with the company, right? And Teams are relying on our tools to help them make decisions about how they identify talent, how they develop talent, how they keep their, their stars performing well, and, you know, and, and how they keep them on the field and keep them healthy. And of course, you know, we would like to think that we're having a really, really big impact in those fields. And if we weren't having a big impact, those teams wouldn't continue to work with us, but they do. So absolutely, we're helping. 
we're not here. We're not here to take you know take someone else's uh, you know right. take the credit for someone else's success. That's not who we are. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I mentioned this earlier, and, and we initially reached out because of the acquisition that you have with your company. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and, and how Kitman Labs is growing? Yeah, well, I, I think we one of the very first things that we figured out in, in the life cycle of the company was that if we wanted to understand injury, um, we needed to have like very detailed, very contextual injury data. Because if you're trying to understand it, how do you build research tools for it if you don't have access to it? So the first thing that we actually built as a company was an electronic medical records tool. And... Um, We've been using that within all of the scenarios that we've been working in. We're now the league-wide provider of, I think, 15 leagues globally, the electronic medical record provider of of 15 leagues globally. We're the biggest electronic medical records provider in the world of sports, but that's just one one small partition of what we do. And we saw this company, as we came over here to the U.S., we saw this company, Prasaja, who were, were operating within the collegiate space in the U.S. primarily, and you know they had a big customer base. It was over a hundred like uh, top tier NCAA Division One schools that were using their system. They've been using it for you know upwards of ten years. So when we started to speak with the the you know the the management team at Presagia, they had a small team and and you know they were really passionate about trying to help. They were really passionate about trying to like allow their data to be, to be leveraged for research. But they didn't have the resources and bandwidth to be able to go and innovate. They didn't have the skill set to be able to go and start merging that data with other data sources. They didn't have like the development team to be able to go and build a, you know, a, a holistic intelligence platform that brings all that data together and allows teams to start to leverage it. So, you know, it, it just, the synergy appeared quite quick, right? We had those conversations. Everybody wanted, you know, everybody believed in the use of technology, the use of data to provide intelligence. And, you know, we decided, listen, it makes sense to bring all of that together and to, you know, to offer that opportunity for all of those 100 plus NCAA schools, the ability not just to, to document and record the injuries that are occurring and the treatment you're providing to your athletes, but to provide them with the capability to improve how they manage their health. Um, and I think so far, you know, we've, you know, we've obviously, we announced the, the deal, we came out, we started speaking with clients and the reception's been incredible. And the, 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 the schools, you know, every one of them so far has been just so excited about the ability to turn that data that they've been collecting for 10 plus years. You know, they've been sitting on, on, on oil, essentially, to turn that now into intelligence. Um, and we're, we're just so excited about getting in and just really, you know, really, really helping. Um, okay, a couple of little things and I'll let you go. One, just broadly, um, since you are in the field of dealing with health and training, um, what the last year and a half has been like in dealing with a pandemic, these athletes and teams try to perform amid a very, very unusual atmosphere. Yeah, you know, it's been, it's been hard in lots of ways because a lot of the people that we work with, you know, especially in the sports medicine field, have never, ever had to work so hard. And these are guys that are used to working like 
70, 80 hour weeks. Like these are not, these are not your like clock in at 9.30, take two hours for lunch and like, you know, leave, leave the office at 3.30. Like people that work in sports medicine and elite sport are working their ass off all the time. And uh, they've been twice as busy. So it's been difficult from that perspective. But it's also been really refreshing because what it's meant is people have had to crystallize the things that they're doing and really pare back and refine the most important pieces. And we've been able to support in that. And I think it's allowed us to really, I think, play a much bigger role in supporting those, those staff members, helping to, to give them tools that create way more efficiency for what they're doing every day, and then supporting them through insights that allow them just to make decisions much, much faster and allow them to continue to push forward. Um, so it's it, it, in some ways it's actually been great, right? It's been it's been the busiest you know year and a half that we've ever had, and um, but you know I'm hoping that there's end in sight for the people that we're working with. And those guys get a few days off. Yeah. Amen for everybody. I think we're all looking for an end in sight. Now we've changed everything. All right, last thing for you. Um, so you've learned so much to this point. Um, as you look ahead, three five years in this field. What are athletes, what are teams, what do they want answers to? What are, what are you hearing from them that they'd like to try to solve and get better at? Yeah, I, I think, listen, what we're hearing is that they don't want a silver bullet, right? You know, these are really super smart people that we're working with in, in these organizations with a huge amount of experience. And I think they're tired of people coming in and telling them, hey, we have all the, we have, we have the answer to all your problems, this one little gadget or this one little device or this one little testing component over here. I think what they're searching for is intelligence, right? People are looking for an ability to, to be able to ask their most important questions of their data, leverage the amounts of data that they have, and then to be able to be provided with transparent, objective insights that allow them to like guide their decisions every day. And you know, quite frankly, that, that's what we're incredibly excited about too. We think that you know, as an industry, technology companies, data companies, analytics companies need to show a lot more respect to the type of people that they're dealing with in elite sport and need to provide them with the tools to find the most important answers rather than trying to tell them that, hey, I have all of like, I have all your answers here in this secret formula that you can't, you can't see anything about. <laughs> and uh, you know, that, that's, that's what we're doing, right? We're building research quality tools and an intelligence platform to allow these practitioners to leverage the data that they have and turn that into decisions. And, and I think if you, a really simple way to think about that is, you know, if you were feeling ill and, you know, you were waking up over the last number of days, you were feeling incredibly tired, you started to feel, you know, you, your, your appetite was going, with a huge pain in your back and it just wasn't going away, painkillers weren't taken care of, it. you were really concerned, right? You walk into your physician's office and, and you let him know or her know, hey, these, these are the symptoms that I'm having. If you sat up on the table and they said, hey, I'm going to take your blood pressure, and they check your blood pressure, and they say, okay, well, it's 120 over 80, so actually everything's fine. You'd be like, what? Mm -hmm. Are you not going to, like, is that all you're going to check, right? And I think <laughs> yeah. sports today, that's what we see, right? We see people saying, like, oh, this one device is going to, is going to solve it, right? Your physician wouldn't do that by, by one device. Your blood pressure monitor is not going to be the only thing. They'd run a whole array of tests on you. And that's exactly the same approach that we need to start taking. Like sports medicine is sports medicine, right? It's not just, it's not just this one little niche fragment. We need to start like capitalizing on all of that data and allowing our practitioners to be able to make really, really informed decisions, just like you would in any other area of science. And that, that is what excites us. Stephen Smith is the CEO and co-founder of Kitman Labs. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Brian. Great to be here. On the next Future Sport Podcast, 
The innovation on the PGA Tour is giving the fans new experiences. What they could do is they could play a game, they could play it closest to, to the pin game uh, with their friends or other people that were using the app and be able to, uh, you know, basically have a contest there and be able to see exactly where the shots were and exactly where they were hit. So this is a, a piece of technology that we've been trying to get uh, to work for our fans for, for several years since uh, AR really became a, an opportunity on phones. That's Steve Gutterman, Senior Vice President of Digital Operations for the PGA Tour, who unveiled a plethora of cool new tech that brings fans closer to the players they follow. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.